Hey everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm Scott Tailford, and thanks to a ton of requests asking us to include audio from the What Culture Gaming YouTube channel, we're gonna do exactly that. Going forward, we'll be adding news and list audio to the standard rollout of three shows a week, so you can dive in and keep up with the latest breaking stories and roundups of titles in between everything you already love. Thanks so much for sticking with us this whole time. We're almost on episode 100, and seeing us in all sorts of most downloaded lists is kind of blowing my tiny little mind. For now, though, thanks very much again and enjoy. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And if there's one thing that I know a lot about, it's big flops, seeing as it's pretty much what I do each and every time I get on a list on this channel, as I just have to swing my meat about and show the rest of the team who is the word wizard in town. However, we all know that sinking feeling when you've shelled out your hard-earned money only for the game itself not even to come as high as your knees on the excitement scale. And as that shock turns to anger, it's almost enough to make you never want to buy another video game again. I'm looking very hard at you, Evolve. However, sometimes there can be a disconnect between a critical flop and a commercial flop, as the games on this list have shifted shed loads while maintaining an aura of, well, another word beginning with SH. So let's take a look at some of the games that looked like flops but still managed to top up pop. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 video games you presumed were massive flops that really weren't. Number 10. Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City Operation Raccoon City was a Resident Evil spin-off title that was released in 2012 that at first carried an interesting premise. It was going to be a third-person shooter with a big focus on online play. Sadly, though, this was completely undone with its poor design, generic gameplay, and more bugs than a maggot-riddled corpse. It was panned by the critics for being the least Resident Evil a supposedly Resident Evil game could get. Now, developers Slant 6 Games took to their Twitter account shortly after the release to call out those reviews, claiming, we're listening to the the player base though and they seem to like it which is the most important thing that seems weird right like like heavy amounts of denial or something well it turns out that they were right and the game sold over 2 million units across three platforms making it one of the best-selling spin-offs for the series ever unfortunately this mentality went on to inspire umbrella cause which properly bombed and amputated this now infected limb of the series Number 9. Drive 3-er One of the most notorious video game sequels of all time, Driver 3, was destroyed by critics for its buggy gameplay, awful controls, ridiculous combat mechanics, and stupid rubber band race AI. Basically, it was the game that took all the goodwill of the series and flushed it down the bloody toilet, a step back for the franchise that saw it slip off a balcony and land onto a manure truck. I didn't like it, is what I'm trying to say. Things were made even worse by the allegations made at XBW and PSM2 magazines who were accused of taking bribes by the devs to give the game a better score. Now, if this was true, then it certainly helps explain why the game shot to the number one spot in the UK and ended up selling around 2 million copies. Now, in truth, that's not a lot compared to the previous games in the series, but it was a damn sight more than the two games that followed it, so it can't actually be considered a failure on a drastic scale. It's just a shame, really, that potentially it only got there through lies and bribes. Not cool. Number 8. Big Rigs Over the Road Racing Big Rigs, simply put, is hilarious for all the wrong reasons. The game is fundamentally broken, and it's even got this brilliant little glitch in that they didn't cap the speed your vehicle could reverse at, so you can end up almost travelling at light speed just by trying to back out of the bloody garage. It's a game that falls into that category of being so bad that it's brilliant, and boasts a score of 8 out of 100 on Metacritic. That takes skill to be that bad. I should know. 
And clearly because there's people like me out there who love putting themselves through terrible games for fun, Big Rigs has sold over 20,000 units, which when you look at this footage is not at all that shabby a number to shift. And when you consider that likely it was a very low cost to make this game, it may well be that Big Rigs is actually a huge success in the eyes of the devs. Which again, look at this. Yeah, I bet you want to play it now, don't you? Number 7. Aliens Colonial Marines Aliens Colonial Marines was undoubtedly one of the biggest gaming letdowns of 2013, taking the brilliant concept of a squad of marines facing off against a fleet of xenomorphs and completely butchering it due to the low-rent presentation, NAF gameplay, and technical downgrades. Yet, it still managed to sell a whopping 1.3 million units, and likely even more now because Ash won't stop bloody banging on about it because she loves this absolutely terrible game. Seriously, I don't know what to do with her. Some would argue that it's down to the extensive marketing campaign that the game had and the fact that it was sold at discount shortly after launch to boost its dwindling sales, but then again, these aren't anything special, seeing as tons of games use the same methods. Whatever the case, it created a rather strange situation. It put pressure on the next game to outdo its massive sales. Luckily, Alien Isolation has all but wiped the floor with it. Number 6. Duke Nukem Forever Duke Nukem Forever was in production for so long that it ended up becoming nicknamed Duke Nukem Taking Forever by gamers who were just fed up of waiting for a game they assumed would never actually be released. Now, over this time, it developed a weird aura that maybe it would become the best game in the series. Maybe it would be too good. Maybe, just maybe, it would solve world peace and etc, etc, etc. Can you see what happened next? The pressure, this demand for quality became a self-fulfilling prophecy of disaster. And when the game turned out to be an at best 5 out of 10 game, it enraged audiences everywhere. Critics hated its jams at games that were better than itself, fans hated that Duke stuck out like a relic rather than being a leader in this modern time. However, this didn't stop people from buying it in droves. In the summer of its release, statements came out saying that the game was turning a profit. This was mind-blowing, seeing as how much money had been poured into the game, and many expected this to be twisting the truth. But if the records are to be believed, Duke Nukem Forever... Not a flop, which seems weird to say out loud, right? Number 5. Guitar Hero 5 the Guitar Hero series is one of the most successful video game franchises in history, among the very few in fact that can say that it raked in $2 billion in sales. The franchise continued to grow and grow right up to its third main entry, Legends of Rock, which across numerous platforms sold over 15 million units, making it the first video game ever to make $1 billion in sales. And you know what? That game was absolutely brilliant. However, it was the peak of the series that suddenly fell off a cliff, and it all came down to greed. You see, the series wasn't just content with releasing numbered entries to the public, but also pushed out several standalone themed games as well. Some of these sold really well, but the excess of releases and the competition with Rock Band and their standalone titles meant that people simply got rhythm game fatigue. Guitar Hero 5 managed to shift a rather impressive 5 million units, all things considering, but it was a sign of the decline, which was finally punctuated hard when Warriors of Rock sold half of that. The series could have continued, but with the cost of licensing tracks and the success of just adding in songs via DLC, plus the fact that people simply didn't have enough space for all the kits meant that things finally crawled to a halt. Still though, in terms of sales overall, the franchise couldn't be considered anything less than a success. Number 4. The Getaway Black Monday 
The Getaway was one of the better GTA clones to arrive in the wake of GTA 3's release, with a rather jaw-dropping depiction of contemporary London and a delightfully dark cinematic style. The game sold 3.5 million units, which isn't bad at all for a PS2-exclusive brand-new IP. The second game, however, Black Monday, received a much more muted response from the critics, and was therefore quickly forgotten. However, much like when I begin my speeches with, so I shagged your mum last night and then proceed to unveil a ripe cucumber and an edible thong, the story didn't end there, as Black Monday managed to shift nearly 1.8 million units and therefore wasn't the flop that many thought it to be. And also, yes, that was one of my well-received one-per-lists. There were even talks of a PS3 exclusive getaway game, but unfortunately, that never got through to market. Still though, for Sony to have greenlit this idea shows that there was definitely enough support behind it to make a grab for the cash once again. Number 3. Superman 64 it would be wrong of me to say that I hate this game, as to be honest, I've got much better things to focus my rage on. I mean, just look at my These Things Suck series here on the channel for good examples. However, I will say that I really despise the development of this game. This was meant to be Superman's big entry to 3D gaming, and the N64 was the perfect platform for the Man of Steel to finally make it real. Yet, with the awful kryptonite fog, the terrible controls, and those infamous bloody hoops to fly through, this game was anything but well-received. However, somehow it managed to become a bestseller, showcasing, I guess, the pulling power of Superman's brand. Things were also helped by massive tie-in campaigns where the game came bundled with the console, and while I know that we pretty much all loathed playing this game, I'm also pretty confident that all of us had at least one copy as a kid. And that scares me. Number 2. E.T. the Extraterrestrial this is pretty much the story on how to flop hard, isn't it? I mean, it's the game that effectively took down the gaming industry in the 80s, causing millions of dollars to be lost, entire companies to fold, and many to lose their jobs. That's the legend, right? Well, do you know what many people glaze over as they focus on the metric ton that Atari tried to bury in the desert? That for all of its horrors that this game caused, it was, in a purely sales focus, a success. E.T. on the Atari sold 1.5 million units, and while the company completely overextended how many copies they thought it would sell overall, 1.5 million in the 80s was amazing. The cost of the game and the production of the unsold cartridges was made back easily. However, I do need to state something very, very clearly. The returns of this game, they are the things that caused the bankruptcy of the company. So was E.T. a flop? Yes and no. By pure sales statistics, absolutely not. But when you factor in how poorly Atari mismanaged the game's manufacturing process, they ended up hemorrhaging money because of it. And number one, Shenmue! I will never say that game name any differently and you cannot stop me and I will hand on heart say that I love what this game is about. It is deeply engrossing, vibrant and its strange world was a thing of wonder at the time of its launch and with a ridiculous budget of $47 million makes it one of the most expensive games ever made. As such, this game was always going to be a huge gamble for Sega. Well, actually, is it even a gamble? If in order to actually even break even, the game would have needed to be bought twice by every Dreamcast owner on the planet at the time? No, 
I thought not. So how could this game not be a flop? Well, the game sold relatively well at 1.18 million units, which is far beneath the budget, true. However, critically, and with the fans of this game, it went down a treat. Its gargantuan price tag bought itself a cult following so rabid that the demand for Shenmue 3 has been at fever pitch for years, and its impending release is one with so many eyes on it. The fact that it got a sequel means that it can't have been a flop. The fact that it got another sequel is just baffling. And thanks to the fans with their desire and passion, this overlooked and severely underappreciated title may finally get its day. And there we go, those were 10 video games you presumed were massive flops that really weren't. Let me know what you thought about it down in the comments section below. But before you go, my friend, you at home, you might be in a bit of a rut. It happens to the best of us, trust me. It happens to me more than I'd care to admit. But you know what? I need to state this clearly. You are not a flop. You, my friend, are bloody amazing. And you can go out there and pretty much do anything that you want to. You are free to choose whichever path you want to take. And I wish you massive success and whatever avenue you that leads you down as long as it doesn't hurt anyone or you know <laughs> lead you into trouble with the police don't do anything like that i won't be used as evidence <laughs> against that but still i hope that mentally you are okay and if you are not remember you can reach out and speak to people about this because trust me people care way more than you might realize and there is a whole support network out there just waiting to be tapped so if you want to go follow me over on Twitter, it's RetroJ with a zero. And as always, I've been Jules. You have been awesome. Never forget that. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye.